Morning, church. You act like it's cold and dreary outside. I had someone tell me they just woke up 10 minutes ago. I'm like, well, thanks for coming. Thanks for getting dressed. Um, so uh, my name's Jed Worline. I'm the campus minister here at Ortez Valley location. Uh, a couple things real quick before I get in our message. Number one, parents and grandparents, you guys are doing a fantastic job with your kids and grandkids. Uh, to have them in church with you um, and have them up here singing about the goodness of God and making grown men cry. Um, I want to thank you guys for that very much. You guys are doing a fantastic job. I know sometimes it doesn't... Oh, you can clap for yourself. You're allowed to. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it, and they feel like your kids are out of control, but they're kids. So, uh, but uh, you, you guys are doing awesome. So keep it up. So, also great job on the flannel shirts. Um, how many of you guys wear flannel shirts other than services and pictures? Not many of us. See, gotcha. <laughs> Um, I had someone come up to me and uh, they said, you know what you look like? And of course, I said, no, what? Worst response ever when somebody asks you that. And they said, you look like a mini size Paul Bunyan. And uh, I think I got him with my response, though. My response made him look confused and almost angry. And I said, thank you. So, but uh, um, then I had someone tell me I look more like the brawny man. And a lot of you don't know what that is. So, uh, but uh, I was telling somebody, it looks like we're on the set of Howdy Doody, and nobody knows what that is. So um, I'm not going to ask if you've ever watched Howdy Doody on TV before, because I'll be calling you out. I don't want to do that. So, um, But uh, thank you guys so much for coming. And it is Foundation Sunday. It's our family Sunday. And if you guys, this is your first Sunday here, and you're like, why are all these kids in here? Well, the reason why is because once every couple months, so the fifth Sunday of every month, we do something called Family Sunday. And basically, we want to bring the kids in because we go over topics that uh, uh, we feel maybe sometimes get ignored or sometimes uh, that uh, they just don't get addressed. And, and we really want to uh, educate our kids at this age. Amen. And, and we want to educate them according to scripture. And uh, so at any point at uh, the time during this message, uh, if if it raises any questions with your kids, or maybe you're down the road and they ask a question about it, uh, please, if you don't know the answer, please reach out to one of our staff. Uh, we, uh, even though they, they make weird, crazy videos, which was not my idea, um, we are actually educated. <laughs> I hate to say that, but um, even though uh, we, we like to have fun, we know our scripture and we would love to answer any questions that you guys might have. So we're going to get into our topic, and I'm going to preface by saying um, the first part is going to be teaching Jed, and then I'll get into preaching Jed at the end, uh, but uh, because there's so much information, I don't want to misspeak. And we're going to tough, uh, tackle a topic today that I think is one of the hardest ones that we could tackle and one of the hardest things that we can address with our kids. And I know most of our kids probably have had this question sometime in the course of their life. If they haven't, they will. And that question is, is Christianity the only true religion? That's our topic for today. Pretty heavy, right? Yeah. It's this question that I believe is one of the most effective weapons or tactics that Satan uses to trip up God's people. I believe that the enemy isn't just trying to enslave and oppress you, but I really think he's trying to confuse us. Amen. 
He's trying to second guess everything that we have read, try to make us second guess everything that, that uh, uh, we have been taught. Satan tries to confuse us, so it is one of his greatest weapons against us. Well, how do you combat confusion? Because you educate yourself. So you can stand true on what you know is true when the confusion starts to happen. Now, I look like I have a confused look on my face a lot. I promise I'm thinking, okay? But when we talk about the weapons that he has, he tries to use, and this is his biggest one, because he knows if he can get you to question whether or not Christianity is true and whether or not the Bible is true, he just got a hold of you. And a lot of times he'll never let go. Also, Satan, uh, when he, if he, you know, gets you to accept maybe that Christianity is a religion, but it's also not the only religion. If Satan has you thinking that, he's got a hold of you. And I know this is a question that's really hard to think about because we don't want to think that if we're right, that means there's so many other people wrong. Like the video said, you know, if I'm right, that means so many other people are, are wrong. Wouldn't that be wrong? Well, we're going to answer that question today. And uh, I, I'm going to say this too. If your kid gets loud, don't worry about it. It's, I love having them here in church. If they boo me like two weeks ago, we'll walk them out. But uh, so there are right now 4,000 known religions in 2023, 4,000. How do we know that Christianity is the correct one? Because if you do the math, if you're a, a math person, that chance is one in 4,000 chances that Christianity is correct. Those odds are not very good. One in 4,000 is not a very high chance of winning or being correct. But because we have something that is called Jesus Christ and a relationship with Jesus Christ, we have a 4,000 and 4,000% chance that Christianity is true. Amen? Jesus tells us from right off the bat that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So 4,000 known religions. Have you guys ever heard someone say, well, I'm good as long as I believe in something? Well, I'm good as long as I try to be good and, and do the right thing. I'm, I'm good if I try to uh, get better every day. Church, we're going to answer that as well. And that's a tough one to really wrap our heads around. Is Christianity the only true religion? Because of everything that's going on around here, I know a lot of, a lot of people have been asking questions about other religions. And, and uh, we're just going to go through three real quick. And we're just going to touch on them. And the, they're ones that, they're the three probably most popular, uh, the biggest religions in the world, we're going to touch on real quick. But they all need to answer this question, and we're going to ask it right now. What do these religions say we do about our sin problem? What do they say? Because church, I know last week I preached a sermon on judging, and believe me, my kids used it against me all week. <laughs> hey, did you clean your room? Don't judge. You really think I didn't clean my room? But they used it against me. Well, I am not judging when I say this but you guys have a sin problem. So do I, okay? Scripture tells us that. Scripture tells us from day one, we're gonna have a sin problem. 
Isaiah 53, 6, it says this, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned to our own way. Some point in your life, you have went astray. You have chose your own way and you have followed it, followed that path. Many of us grown adults know from experience, most of the time when you choose your own way, it's the wrong one. Amen. And a lot of times you got to learn it the hard way. So Romans 3.23 also says this, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned. Everybody, every single person with a heartbeat has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. 1 John 1.8 says that if we claim to be without sin, we deceive others and the truth is not in us. I really despise the word perfect. How was your child today? Oh, he was perfect. He just ate a crayon. He was not perfect. But there's only one person I was ever perfect in. Trust me, it wasn't one of us. There's not a perfect person sitting in here today. There's not a perfect person that's ever walked through these doors. But he says, he says, if we claim to be without sin, man, we're deceiving others and the truth is not in us. So Romans 6, 23, it says this, for the wages of sin is death. Church, that's a problem. That's heavy. That's heavy knowing that the result of sin is something so drastic and dramatic and eternal. So the two religions that we're going to touch on just to give you information and, and to educate you on those is the first one is Islam. Islam means the word submission. Islam was started among the Arab people in the seventh century by a man named Muhammad, Muhammad, who allegedly received revelation from God from the angel Gabriel over a period of 23 years and recorded it in a book called the Quran. To them, they believe that God is a personal God, but they also believe that he would never dirty himself and come in the human flesh and come down here and save us. They believe the presence of God is unattainable. They do not believe that Jesus died on the cross. Now they believe Jesus. They believe that Jesus was a very important prophet, but they don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. So how did they answer the sin problem? They didn't. They didn't. Sin's still a problem. They believe that human deeds and work-based activities and work-based uh, rituals will, will get them to the place that they're trying to get. That is a works-based religion. Now, when we look at it, Three out of the five pillars that they believe in are prayer, giving, and fasting. Church, it's like they read the Sermon on the Mount. Prayer, giving, and fasting. We just talked about this a couple weeks ago. So they believe that they have to work to save themselves. Church, here comes Preachy Jed. We have a Savior that did all the heavy lifting. We have no idea how much that cross weighed, but he sure picked it up and carried it. We do not have to save ourselves. That work's already been done. Jesus came down and he, he did the work. He did the heavy lifting. He's the one that took the sacrifice. So the, the second one that's been in the news a lot lately and, um, is Judaism. And a lot of, you know, Christianity came from it. Christianity came from Judaism. Jesus claimed to be the Messiah as prophesied in the Old Testament. They called Jesus the king of the Jews. 
but they rejected him. And if you remember the Jewish people in the Old Testament, the only way they could address sin was from what? From animal sacrifices. And through this, this is how they believed that their sins were washed away. Leviticus 17.11, which if you've never heard of Leviticus, I can't even say it. Leviticus is in the Old Testament. It says, for the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. Hebrews 9.22 says this, in fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So after they rejected Jesus, uh, the reason why they're not doing the animal sacrifices today is in 70 AD, the temple was destroyed by a Roman general and they had no other place to take it. Church, this is hard to say. All religions cannot be true. And the reason why is because Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. Jesus never says I am one of 4,000 ways. He never says I am one of many ways. He says I am the only way. This is hard to hear, I get it. But Christianity is the only religion that promises and, and does certain things. So I'm gonna bring Landon up here and Landon's gonna uh, help me with an illustration. What? And Jared, and Jared too. Come on, fellas. So uh, they are going to show you uh, a really good lesson, and uh, uh, Kyle's going to help them with it. So, all right, Kyle and Jerry, go ahead. There's not six ways to heaven. There's not three ways to heaven. There's not four ways to heaven. There's only one way to heaven. Hey, good job, guys. You know, a lot of times we want to shield our kids from these other religions and these other views, so we just don't talk to them about it. But the truth is that they are encountering people every single day of their life, whether through school, through sports, through other activities, whatever, that have a different belief system uh, than they do. I'm going to ask a question of any uh, student or kid in here. What happens if you take a test you haven't studied for? Yeah, I heard fail, and I can tell you I have a lot of personal experience with this, is you either fail or not do nearly as well as you could have. And that's the truth uh, for all of us in life. If we are unprepared and we encounter someone that has a, wants to have a conversation and they're raised in a different spiritual background of us than us, we may not know what to say, what to do, or how to act. And that's why we think that teaching the foundations are so important here. Because it makes our kids and our students prepped and primed. They learn not only what we believe, but why it is the truth. And because of that, they can stand on that foundation and they can share their faith with others. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, boys, wherever you ran off to. Thank you. So when you ask the question, what happens when you don't study? I was going to say cheat, but... Uh, uh, I was shocked nobody said that, but uh, all right, which is wrong, students, it's wrong. All right, so let's get into it. All religions can't be true because the way, the truth, and the life. All right, so Christianity is the only religion. It's the only religion that, that does not require sin, the sin problem to be dealt with by the sinners. Church, do you realize that? 
It is the only religion that doesn't rely on, on the sinner to fix the problem. That's like asking a criminal, hey, you're going to be your own judge. Be fair. So Christianity is the only religion that does these four things. If you're taking notes, I want, to, I want you to write them down. Number one, Jesus was the only one born as a man, half heaven, half earth, 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 half earth, fully God, church. Christianity is the only one that offers a savior that was half heaven, half earth, and fully God. That means Jesus came down and he walked with us. He walked with us. He lived with us. He had emotions like us. And the scripture said Jesus even cried. He lost his best friend, Lazarus. And he got emotional. Christianity is the only one that has a person that shows emotions, that, that they're half heaven. When he, he healed the, the man by the, the pool in Bethsaida, when he healed him, so many people came after him. Religious leaders came after him. They, they even came after the man because Jesus was fully God and he healed them on the Sabbath. And that upset a lot of, lot of religious leaders. And we're getting to what Jesus said when that happened. So number two, every other religion teaches us that we have to earn our way to God. There is no earning in Christianity, only trusting. Amen. We have to trust in Jesus Christ. We have to trust in his father. We have to trust that what we are going through, he is fully in control. We are the, Christianity is the only religion that there's no earning, just trusting. And out of those two things, earning and trusting, which one's the hardest? the trusting. We think, we all know that we're hard workers. We can earn. We can move ourselves. We, we, we can motivate ourselves, but trusting, hmm, that's, that's different. Number three is other religions, Christi others are considered religions. Christianity is the only one called a relationship. We are called a relationship because we're supposed, to be, we're supposed to be spiritually intimate with Jesus Christ. We're supposed to have a relationship where we talk with him and we share things with him. One of my favorite songs growing up, and I'll never forget her name. Her name was Lottie Carter. Man, she could play that organ like it was nobody's business. And she used to play this song, Jesus Walks With Me. He Talks With Me. Mmm. Gave me goosebumps. She also was the only one that would give us goldfish in uh, uh, Sunday school. So I loved her to death. <clears throat> but we're the only one that's considered a relationship. We're the only one that is considered that we have somebody that loves us. The last one is Christianity is the only religion that humans cannot save themselves. Church, as strong as you are, as powerful as you are, as smart as you are, you cannot save yourself from sin. Amen, come on. You can't. I know you're capable of doing a lot of things, me too. I can't snap this finger, is that weird? I can do this one really good. I'm capable of a lot of things. I cannot save myself. I never have, I never will be. Because we need Jesus. Three words, we need Jesus. 
And we need to remember when, when uh, I talked about this, when Jesus healed that man, so many people came after him and, and was like, what is this guy doing? How is he doing this? And Jesus' response is phenomenal. John 5, 17, it says this. Jesus said, my father is working until now. And now I am working. He tells them, my father was working, now it's me. Now I'm here. And he continues on, he says, for the works that the father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing, bear witness about me that the father has sent me. And the father who sent me has himself borne witness above me. His voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. Church, now listen closely to 39. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Church, it's so sad that there's so many people that know Christianity. We've been blessed to be born in the United States that was, born, that was birthed and built on Christianity. We are so blessed to be here with, with so many different avenues that we can get educated. We can, there's so many sources that we can get into, that we can get into the word deep, deeper. We are blessed, but yet there is so many people out there that choose to refuse Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of reasons why people refuse something. The biggest one is they just don't think they need it. They just don't think they need it. They refuse it because they just, they feel like they're better without it. Church and mostly students, you will never be better than you will be when you're living for Jesus Christ. Amen. Never. I know a lot of people is like, well, non-Christians have way more much fun. Non-Christians, they, 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 the people that don't believe in Jesus, it looks like they're happier. We have an eternal joy that's coming that will outweigh any small moment of happiness here. Church, we need to teach our kids that we cannot refuse Jesus Christ. He's the one true religion. Now, the reason why is because Jesus never claimed to discover the way. Jesus never said, I found the way. Jesus said, I am the way. Jesus never said that he claimed to know the truth. He said, I am the truth. Jesus never claimed to have found life. He claimed to be life. When I was traveling this past year, I travel a, a lot. And so with me traveling a lot across the globe, I see a lot of different religions. I get to experience them and I try to make a point before I go there to educate myself in them. Just, just so I, like Kyle said, you know, if someone comes to me and they're interested or they have questions about Christianity, I want to know where they're coming from. And so this past year while I was traveling, and uh, I'm not going to say the country and, or even the origin because uh, uh, the story I'm going to share with you, there's some sensitive information. Um, I just don't want anybody to be at danger uh, if, if somebody hears this. But uh, I was very honest with my family, most of them about what type of trip this was. I was very honest with my wife. And I told him I would be going into a country that uh, Christianity, 
It's frowned upon. Christianity, you will be persecuted. And I ask them if this would be okay. And I asked my, my kids if they'd be okay with it. And, and, they, and uh, they said, this is your call, dad. You're supposed to. And then I had one of them say, how are they going to learn about Jesus Christ if you don't go? I was like, well, I have to go now. <laughs> and so what the plan was, the plan was that uh, um, I was going to take a little, a little case about this big. It looked like it, was, it held uh, uh, headphones, but instead it held a, a lot of SD cards with scripture in it. And I, the plan was originally that I was going to leave the airport and go into this country and meet somebody in an underground church. And I remember I was getting ready and I was on the plane and, and I, 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 was, I was praying for, you know, for protection. And then I realized what, why I'm doing this is because there's people like the video showed that they, they just never heard of Christianity. And when I got there, the man I was supposed to meet was waiting at my gate. So I didn't have to leave the airport. And I asked for a story. I said, why do you need all these SD cards of scripture, of Bible translations? And he said, I'm going to share a story with you. He said that you're just not going to believe. He said, we live in a country that's really wealthy. There's a lot of millionaires, a lot of million dollar houses. And he said, we had one housekeeper get a hold of a Bible and we're having a huge revival, a Christian revival in our country that frowns upon Christianity. He said, this, this woman got a hold of the Bible and she started to share it with another housekeeper, started to share it with the gardener, started to share it with the chef. And all of a sudden, they were having church services in the basement of this house when the owner was gone. They said, at one point, we had to tell people not to come. We had 40 people in this basement. And she said, one day we were down there and, and we, we were so into worship we didn't hear that the owner came home. And the homeowner came down into the basement. He gave his life to Christ that very day. And now, throughout this country, there's so many wealthy people in their houses is a church. In their basement, they're having church with so many people converting to Christianity. And, and he said, yes, Jed, I'm going to tell you why. Do you want to know why all these people are converting to Christianity? What's pushing them to Christianity? I said, well, what's that? He said, they want to serve a God that loves them. They want to serve a God that loves them. They want to serve a God that they can have a relationship with. Because so many people that they talked to had no idea that Christianity was a relationship and not a religion. Church, when we look at Christianity and we look at Jesus Christ, I know one in 4,000 does not look like a very good, very good odds. You want to know the odds when Jesus went into the tomb, lifeless, breathless, and dead? But they're higher than that, and look what happened. Church, he's alive today, amen? He walked out of that tomb without, without ever looking back. Those odds were high too, and he defeated them. Church, I am here to tell you, if you believe in Jesus Christ, the chances are 4,000 out of 4,000, you're correct. So is Christianity the only true religion? Yes, it is. So church, in closing, I'm gonna ask you, 
A simple question. Are you willing to throw those odds to the side and be like, you know what? I'm going with my savior, not the stats. Are you willing to say that you're not going to look at those numbers and be intimidated, that you're going to go with Jesus Christ, who is always the truth, always the way? Church, I know a lot of us get caught up with numbers sometimes. A lot of us, it's our jobs to look at numbers, to look at stats, to find the probability that things were going to work out. I am not telling you if you believe in Jesus Christ, your life is going to be peaches, because it's not, but it will be eternal, amen? He tells us that. So I just want to pray this over you as the worship team comes up. I want to pray that you guys are brave enough to say, I don't care about the numbers. I care about my relationship with Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, God, we come to you today. God, I want to thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ. God, I want to thank you so much for sending him to die for us. But most importantly, God, I thank you for the relationship that we can have with him. For the loving God, for the loving father that you are. So many people don't get to experience that. But we are blessed. We are a blessed nation. God, I know there's people out there, the numbers scare them to death. Maybe there's people out there that just, they can't wrap their minds around someone that would do something so drastic as give their life for us. God, I know that's really hard to grasp a hold of. But God, you educate us through scripture that that's the only way to heaven. God, my prayer is that we can sit here and God, that we can see that your way will always be the best way. We love you in your glorious name, amen. Real simple challenge today. Real simple. If you are not on the way that is led by Jesus Christ, you're on the wrong one. And if that is you and you want to be introduced to Jesus Christ, I would love I would love to talk to you. Church, Jesus is alive and he is the only way, amen? Let's stand.